If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of The Switchcraft. This week we're talking about my review of the Mini NES Classic Edition. I couldn't remember what it was called for a second there. There is a interview with the CEO of Tantalus Games. He says some very interesting things. That, and there's a white 3DS coming on Black Friday. There's a black one too. Those stories and more on this episode of the Switchcraft. Stick around. Tantalus Media is a company that has been making games for Nintendo systems for a really long time. Most recently, they've played a game that has been occupying a lot of my my recent time, and that would be uh, Twi- Twilight Princess HD, uh, which is a port of a GameCube game to the Wii U, uh, also a Wii game, uh, of Legend of Zelda. That's the one with the Wolf Link. They did a great job on that port. And a website called Maxi Geek, that's M-A-X-I-Geek.com, uh, they actually got to talk to the CEO of Tantalus Games, or uh, Tantalus Media, I believe it's called, uh, Tom Crago. Hopefully I said that right. And if you want to see the whole uh, interview, uh, take a look at the show notes for that. But I want to focus on one question. And it's probably the most important question when it comes to the Nintendo Switch. And the question was, as someone who makes games, what excites you about the Switch? Uh, and Crago responded with Nintendo have done well in terms of creating a development environment that's friendly and systematic. Uh, that sounds a bit limp, but as a developer, you're always looking to remove barriers to efficiency. We've been really happy with the Switch so far. Beyond that, we're absolutely sold on the concept. The controllers are very cool, and the possibilities they open up for local multiplayer experiences are really interesting. I like this. This is coming from somebody who has had their hands on the machine. Uh, and the reason that I know that is because later on, uh, the, the final question in the interview is, given your studio's history with Nintendo... Can you say anything about potential Switch games that you're working on? Uh, He responded with, I can confirm that we're working on Switch and have been for some times. Our titles haven't been announced as yet, but keep an eye out for more news soon. So this is somebody who has actually probably had, they have a dev kit and they've been working on making a game for the system and they are bullish on what they have seen. They like the controllers. 
they like the hardware, and that's really good. And the really the the key point, the thing that I really want to focus on here, is that um, they're always looking. He the quote is they're always looking to remove barriers to efficiency. What that says to me is it's going to be easy for other publishers to be able to port games that they make on another system to the Switch because it's easy to develop for. Uh, if you think about it, when when Nintendo made their announcement for the Nintendo Switch, the thing that that really was the most important thing that nobody really... Well, I, w- I won't say nobody noticed, but v- fewer people were talking about is when they showed the list of developers working with Nintendo for to make Switch games, Those that bottom row, or maybe bottom two rows, I can't remember off the top of my head, were all game engines that the, that the uh, system supported. That's a really important thing. If for no other reason than if I'm a developer and I'm making um, my game in an engine that is built to run on uh, uh, system X and Y, I can also bring it to system Z really easily. These systems need to have those engines being supported on that system in order for third parties to port their stuff over easily. If it's hard to do, they just won't do it. The first podcast I ever recorded was about the new Nintendo 3DS, which is the one that had the face tracking camera so that it could line up the 3D with your face and it had the C button or the C stick on it, not the C button, uh, in the upper right just above the face buttons. It's my favorite console of all time. I absolutely love that machine. It's really good and it's portable. And it's about to get a whole lot cheaper. I mean, when I bought it, I don't remember how much it cost, but it was too much. Um, I mean, it, I, it was worth it. I like what I got out of it, but it was really expensive. And I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm okay with that. Now, I'm not a Black Friday shopper. I don't like competing with the crowds for stuff like that. It's funny that I say that after spending uh, hours to get the NES Classic Mini. But that's beside the point. Um, my real point is that I don't like to Black Friday shop. But if you do, there is a deal coming down the, the road for you. And it looks really good. There's actually two of them. There's one that's black and one that's white. And they both have the same pattern of cool-looking uh, Mario, Luigi-themed uh, figures kind of stenciled onto them. Uh, the the black one, and I think the black one looks really, really good. The white one's very subtle, but I think the black one looks way better. It's ninety nine ninety nine. Uh, this is on November twenty fifth, and ninety nine ninety nine for this system is a ridiculous deal. Now, part of me thought, okay, Nintendo coming out with a Switch, they're going to be abandoning the three DS. And I know that they said that they wouldn't, but part of me says, okay, so first off, I don't, I don't know how, how much development goes into slapping a new cover on this thing. 
You know what I mean? Um, so now that they're selling this, are they just trying to get rid of hardware, selling it really cheap, but they put on this new new uh, cover so that it seems like something new? I'm not sure. If $99.99 is too expensive for your tastes, you can still get the 2DS for $79.99. Um, that doesn't have the, gla- um, the, um, the 3D, but honestly, most of the time I play with that off anyway. Um, it's pretty cheap, and uh, I think that the 2DS has a, a really good form factor because uh, you, you hold it up near the top instead of down near the bottom, and I think that looks a little bit more comfortable. That being said, if you haven't checked out these um, these black and white ones and you don't have a 3DS, there are so many games out there for 3DS that are absolutely fantastic games. You can't go wrong picking up a 3DS. I, I recommend everybody does, especially at $99.99. <laughs> I've talked about Laura Dale on this podcast before. She seems to have the best sources for all things Switch-related. She recently posted on uh, letsplayvideogames.com. The link is in the show notes. A quick little article that was all about Amiibo. Uh, Apparently, she's got a, a pair of sources, so more than one source, that says that the Bayonetta and Cloud Amiibo... Uh, now, let me give you a little background. Super Smash Brothers uh, came out for 3DS and Wii U. Huge success. Uh, ridiculous attach rate to the Wii U and 3DS. And um, it was the thing that launched Amiibo. Well, they had a bunch of DLC characters that you could buy. Bayonetta was one of them, and Cloud Strife from Final Fantasy VII was another. Uh, there were others as well, as like Ryu and so on. But those, those are the two that we're focusing on here. Uh, those two uh, Amiibo, and, and they did say that they were going to make Amiibo for every uh, character in Smash Brothers. Those two Amiibo have yet to be released. Originally, they were supposed to be released in 2016. We are very quickly approaching the end of 2016, and according to Laura Dale's sources... It looks like they're going to be held back so that they can launch alongside an upcoming Switch port of Smash Brothers. I'm not surprised. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. I'm not surprised that Nintendo would delay Amiibo. I'm also not surprised that Nintendo was bringing a port of Smash to the Switch. It's a no-brainer, folks. They absolutely have to bring Smash and Mario Kart 8, or Mario Kart, whatever it is that they're going to call it, they've got to bring these um, these games to the Switch. They're too awesome. And right now, very few people have actually had their had these awesome games in their hands. And it is a an absolute travesty that there are these amazing games that nobody has played, it seems like. When the Switch comes out, it is really important that Smash Brothers is going to be available on that machine. I don't know if they're going to have, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Sakurai. I don't know if he's going to be working on it. Did I get the right guy? I think so. I don't know if he's going to be working on it. He seemed like he wanted to put 
Smash Brothers in a drawer and be left alone. Um, so I don't know if he's working on it, but if it's just a port, do you really need him? Um, are they going to add new characters? I don't know. Maybe new stages. If they add new characters, it seems like you got to get the main guy back in the building to help with the balance. And I got to say, they've done an amazing job balancing that game. It's so fun to play just about every character. Anyway, Cloud and Bayonetta, both Amiibos, reportedly are going to be delayed. Uh, and the, I guess they're targeting the first six months after the Switch hit shelves, which if there's a new Smash game for the Nintendo Switch within six months of when the Switch comes out, that is absolutely huge and will really help push that system off the shelves. I want to talk a little bit about the NES Classic Edition, finally. This thing was announced months ago. People went into a a rampage. Like, when can we get this thing? Nintendo finally announces that it's coming out on 11.11, and then they don't say anything about it forever. We keep waiting. Can we pre-order? Can we pre-order? I signed up on Amazon. I wanted to pre-order it. I was waiting for an email. Email went to my spam folder, by the way. Thanks, Amazon. I don't know how that happened. So, long story short, first, let's talk about this device. I want to talk about the purchasing experience first. I was sitting on my couch last night, and I was playing Mario Maker, and I was thinking to myself, Self, tomorrow, get up early, and you can go wait in line outside a GameStop. You know, maybe joke around with some people. And if, maybe if you're lucky, you can get a an NES Classic Edition. And then it dawned on me. Hey, dummy. Walmart's open 24 hours. I bet they'll sell them at midnight. So my wife uh, had just got done... Uh, in the office, and she comes out, and she's like, hey, you want to watch something? I'll make some popcorn. And I said, actually, honey, you mind if I just take off? And she's like, what? I want to go wait in line. And she said, all right, go ahead, you nerd. So I got in the car. I went to town. I walked into Walmart. Actually, I parked in the parking lot at Walmart, and then I tried the first door I couldn't get in uh, because this is at like 1030 at night, so they only had like the grocery store door open. So I walked over to the grocery store door, uh, walked into the electronics shop. I walked up to electronics. I saw, I think, six people standing there. And I said, hey, are you guys uh, in line for something? And they said, are you here for the NES? I said, sure am. And they said, well, you are in luck. They have five, and you are number five. Now, before I had driven in, I called, and they said that they had six. So I was a little confused. Um, but I was like, okay. I'm them. I'm happy that I'm going to get one. Uh, the cash register guy, cashier. I don't know why I couldn't think of that word. Uh, he came over, he handed me a little ticket that said five. And I said, I, I talked to someone on the phone. They said they had six. And he said, yeah, it looks like an employee had stolen one and they didn't know where it was. So they were down to five, even though one of them got nabbed. Uh, so there were only five and I got the last one and I was like, all right. So I stood there waiting for until midnight. 
1201 ran around their POS uh, machine flipped over to the new day. The guy logs in. He says, number one, two, three, blah, blah, blah. Everybody come over, buy your stuff. Do you want a controller? Yes. Do you want a controller? Yes. Do you want a controller? Yes. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, we're all out of controllers. So I didn't get a controller. They only had three. They had five systems and they had three extra controllers. I was in, I was number five in line, so I didn't get to get a controller. My hopes really went up when the, when, uh, number two said, no, he didn't want a controller, but everybody else wanted one. So I didn't get one that way. All right. So I got one. I went home. I set it on the counter. I went to sleep. Didn't even open it. Woke up the next day because I had set my alarm the day before. My alarm goes off at 6 a.m. and I'm thinking, what is going on? I've got today off. I don't understand why my alarm's making noise. And I think, oh, I was going to get up early and go buy a um, a classic edition. I couldn't remember the name for a second. So I shut my alarm off and I closed my eyes again. And I think, wait a second. I was going to get one for my brother-in-law as well. They'd only sell me one yesterday because they were only selling everybody one. So maybe I'll go get in line anyway. So I got up, got, uh, took a shower, got dressed, drove back into town. I drove past um, GameStop and there were already people out there. And Target's really not all that far. And I knew that Target was going to open at 8 a.m. Uh, whereas GameStop was going to go open at 10 a.m. So I figured I'll take my chances at Target. And if I don't get anything, then I'll run over to, to GameStop real quick. So I'm standing there at Target. It's raining a little bit. It's really cold. I did not dress appropriately for the weather. I got there, number five in line again. That seems to be my lucky number because they had 13. So they had 13 of these things and they only had one controller or extra controller, by the way. And by the way, the number one guy in line was number six from the night before. He had left Walmart after I got the last one and drove over to Target and stood there all night in the cold. Dude was hardcore. Uh, so why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because Nintendo, you've got to get your act together. This is an absolute travesty. It's ridiculous. Uh, yes, I'm using some... Uh, harsher words for effect but the idea that in 2016 nintendo can't just put a button on a website that i can click and give them my money and then have them mail me the thing when it's available is ridiculous people should not have to go stand in line outside of a store in the dark in the middle of the night that guy was there at 1 o'clock in the morning standing outside a Target. It's very unsafe, and it's just downright dumb. Nintendo, sell it on your website. We don't need middlemen to buy your stuff. You needed that back in the day. But now we have this amazing thing called e-commerce, and you can sell things on your own website directly to the customer's and the customers will be happier. If you can't make enough, just take our order and send it to us as soon as it's ready. That's how the rest of the world does it. I don't understand why Nintendo can't seem to get this through their head. It's like they don't want our money. Instead, who's getting the money? 
scalpers. These guys are absolute jerks. Why are they jerks? Because they go into the store, they bring their entire family with them, you know, six, seven people all standing in line. They buy, each one of them buys one, and then they turn around and sell them on eBay. These things are going anywhere from $500 to $800 last time I checked. That's crazy. Nintendo really needs to find a way to manage or, or make projected sales figures a little bit better. Now, today at, gosh, what time was it? 9, 10 a.m., all right, Eastern Time, Nintendo of America says, posts on Twitter, there will be a steady flow of additional systems through the holiday shopping season and into the new year. Why in the heck couldn't you guys say that before people were spending five to $800 on eBay? I don't understand this. Why were they so tight-lipped? about this. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Nintendo, come on, guys. It's ridiculous. And I, I hate holding their feet to the fire because they're, they're like my favorite gaming company. But in this case, they just really dropped the ball. And it's not the first time. Uh, we saw the same issue with the Wii. You couldn't buy a Wii. My wife and I stood outside it's fun to stand outside and wait in line, and it's a fun thing, but it shouldn't be something that you have to do. It shouldn't be, hey, if you don't get this now, you may never get it, because a lot of the people who were standing in line and were talking to each other, we were like, are they going to make more than this? I read on this website that they weren't going to make more, and we're all working off rumor and, and um, oh, what do they call it, Kremlinism? Uh I can't remember where you're trying to guess at what what they're going to do. And we we're a uh, Kremlinology. So we're constantly trying to guess at what Nintendo's going to do cuz they won't just open up their mouths and tell us. Just tell us. That's all we want is a little transparency. All right. So the purchasing experience not great. I lucked out. I got two of them, one for me, one for my brother-in-law. I'm happy. I got home today. Uh, unboxed it. Really cool-looking machine. Number one thing that I noticed when I took it out of the box, first off, had a power cord, which is great. The new Nintendo 3DS XL that I got uh, last time when that first came out didn't come with a power cord, which was ridiculous. The second thing I noticed, holy crap, they included an HDMI cable. Nobody includes an HDMI cable in their box. Way to go, Nintendo! At least not in the past that I've run into. I don't buy a lot, whole lot of. I don't buy a whole lot of game consoles, so I don't remember if if things come with HDMI cables. But I'm pretty sure they don't. This does, which that impressed me. All right, the next thing that I noticed: the cord is so short on the controller. It's two and a half feet long. I mean, we talked about this last episode. But two and a half feet for a controller is unacceptable. And I can't even find the extra controllers on Amazon. Luckily, I found out that the Wii Pro controller, not the Wii, not the Wii U Pro controller, but the white, uh, like oval shaped Wii Pro controller 
also works on this, which is really cool. Uh, so I didn't actually have to buy a second controller. Uh, so that made me happy. So my son and I can sit down and play Double Dragon together, and that's going to be a blast. Um, but, you know, extra controllers aside, a two-and-a-half-foot cord is ridiculous. P- people have 70-inch TVs now. I mean, I don't have a 70-inch TV, but there are people who have 70-inch TVs, and the idea that you have to be two-and-a-half feet from a 70-inch TV that's not a good thing. So I don't understand why. I mean, the original NES shipped with a six-foot cord on the controller. I don't get why they're trying to save money there. If you want to save money, give us a longer cord and don't pack an HDMI cord in the box because we can buy an HDMI cord anywhere. Buying a cord like this is kind of a pain. There are extension cords out there, but I shouldn't have to resort to buying an extension cord in order to play this on a TV. For me, it's not really going to be an issue. I'm going to be playing this at my desk. I've got a capture card on my computer. Uh, My son and I can sit in here and play video games, and it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Um, Let's talk about the software. Well, first off, the, the hardware itself looks perfect. It looks really good. Uh, The buttons are great. The controller feels exactly like the old one. Somebody said that the D-pad felt a little softer, and I thought so at first, too, but after playing it for a while, you know, it started to hurt my thumb. You know, that's that's, a gamer's callus. Um, All right, let's move on to software. So this game comes with 30 games, or this system comes with 30 games on it. You will never be able to add any other games to it. I'm fine with that. Uh, The 30 games that it has, some of them are kind of inexplicable, like Star Tropics. I never played Star Tropics. I barely heard of Star Tropics. But whatever, it's on there. Uh, There's some things that are missing that should definitely be on there, like Ice Hockey and Kung Fu. Both of those games would have been great additions to this. Uh, I wish that they had left it open for updates later like just have a port on the side where you could buy a i don't know a usb stick from nintendo plug it into the side and hey it it adds a bunch of games to it but maybe they were trying to make sure that it um can't be used for piracy or or something like that or maybe they're going to ship a a uh, nes classic edition 2 later on with a second set of 60 games hopefully it looks different so we can tell them apart when we unplug one to plug in another one you know what i mean uh, I don't know. It, and it, let's let's talk about the 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 interface. It's really good. It's very very good. And you know, you look at the Wii U, you look at the Wii, you look at the 3DS. Their user interface for navigating games usually pretty terrible. I felt like this was really snappy and fast and really well done. Um, it's got Mar. It's got this cool little um screensaver where Mario and Luigi are running back and forth and. Uh, Mario will hit a question block and it'll make everything red in the background and then he'll walk away and Luigi will sneak up and turn everything green and then Mario comes out and looks at him kind of glaringly. He's like, hey, you better back off, son. And then Luigi runs away like a little girl. Um, Sorry, ladies, I don't mean to be sexist. It's just a thing that people say sometimes. I'm sorry. Uh, My buddy loves Luigi. I can't wait to show him that. He's going to hate it. So... That's really good. The the games are spot on. It's got 
these three modes. There's one that makes your t- your screen look have scan lines in it. Uh, it makes it look like crap, basically. And I can see why somebody might want to show that off, but it's not something I think that I would ever use. Then it's got four by three, uh, which is like there's there's nothing, no changes have been made at all. I think. And then there's Pixel Perfect, where they've I think that I think what it shows is that they're not necessarily doubling pixels, but they're multiplying all of the pixels in order to make it look really good. And it really does look good. This looks way better than any emulation that I've ever seen. Not that I've ever emulated anything because, you know, that would be immoral or something. I'm not sure. Um, Unless you have the ROM. Now, I had a lot of fun with it. I streamed playing on it for, I don't know, three or four hours, maybe four. And people were telling me, hey, try this game, try that game. Everything felt great. I was playing... What game? Oh, I was playing Kid Icarus. And the part at the beginning where the the Grim Reaper calls all the little Grim Reapers out, uh, there were a bunch of those on the screen at the same time, and I even got the same slowdown that you used to get on the classic NES. So, like, they have really done a great job uh, porting these games to the new system. And I got to say for 60 bucks, it's definitely worth it. If you can find one now with with Nintendo saying, Hey, don't worry. We're going to put more out there. That's awesome. That makes me happy. Um, I wish that they'd have just said, listen, we're going to be, we're going to be doing this a couple weeks ago. Don't worry, everybody. We're going to keep resupplying stores. If you don't get one on Friday, don't run to eBay and, and give a scalper your money. Because, God, I just I, I don't like this the scalping that comes with um, that comes along with video games. You shouldn't you shouldn't people shouldn't feel like they have to spend a ridiculous amount to get something like that. Would I have spent the, the money on eBay? No, I would have just said, well, I guess I don't get this item. And that would have sucked because I had a lot of fun with it today and it's it's got a permanent place on my desk. Um, so the, the last thing that I want to uh, include before I go is also related to the uh, NES Classic. And that's last week, Nintendo announced that they were bringing back the NES uh, power line, which was like a phone call... Uh, a phone call, a, a toll number you could call and they would help you with the game. Well, they brought it back for this weekend and it's only available for this weekend. So I called and I recorded because if it's not going to be around, then we won't have it. So I, I called and I recorded it and I'm going to put it in right at the end here. It's really cheesy and awesome. And I really liked it. It made me laugh and, uh, I thought it was cool. Oh, yeah. One other thing I almost forgot. This thing came with an awesome retro looking uh, poster for the NES. My wife even had a frame upstairs because anytime she goes garage selling, she buys a bunch of frames and then puts them in the attic. Uh, So she brought the frame down and framed it for me. And I'm going to put it up in the office. Uh, But it came with a cool poster that I really like. Uh, That's it. Stick around for the uh, for the audio from that phone call. And uh, I will see you guys next week on SwitchCast. SwitchCraft. Damn it! 
I always do that. Thank you for calling Nintendo's Powerline, which is back for one weekend only to celebrate the release of the Nintendo Entertainment System NES Classic Edition system, now available in stores at a suggested retail price of only $59.99. From your first Goomba stomp to defeating Ganon and getting the Triforce, the original Nintendo Entertainment System played host to many of gaming's most memorable moments. And now, a new miniaturized version is here, preloaded with 30 of the all-time greatest NES games, including The Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Bros. 3, and Metroid. Just plug it in and play. If your NES skills are a little rusty, don't worry. Some of the original gameplay counselors are here to share a few top tips, and maybe even a story or two of their days on the original Gameplay Counselor Hotline. To hear a gameplay tip for The Legend of Zelda, press 1. To hear a gameplay tip... Hi, I'm Pat Wells. During my days as a gameplay counselor, I sometimes helped players beat a game from beginning to end. Most often it was The Legend of Zelda, which was a tricky game to get to back before you could look up answers on the internet. A player would call after getting stuck in a dungeon, then call back an hour later asking for help on the next dungeon, and then the next. By the end of the day, they might have called me a dozen times. But it was always rewarding when you helped someone navigate a difficult dungeon, find a missing item, or beat that tough boss. We were gameplay counselors, and our job was to turn players' frustrations into victory. Sometimes the callers were so young, they didn't even know their left from the right. You tell them to go two screens to the right, and they say, is that towards my kitchen or is that towards my living room? But that would always make me smile. Speaking of The Legend of Zelda, did you know beating the game unlocks a second quest with new dungeons and new hiding places for everything? If you'd like to start the second quest right away without beating the main quest first, just start a new game and register your name as Zelda. The second quest is a lot tougher, so good luck. Now you're playing with power. To hear a gameplay tip for Super Mario Bros. and Super Mario Bros. 3, press 1. To hear a gameplay tip for Metroid, press 2. Hi, I'm Melvin Force. I got my job as a gameplay counselor in 1990 after participating in Nintendo's PowerFest. I lost the tournament, but still got the job. Since I would answer hundreds of calls a day, I tried to make them as fun as possible for both the players and myself. I especially enjoyed it when someone would be so excited to speak to me that they'd forget the game that they were playing and where they were stuck. Since I could usually hear their game in the background, I'd tell them what it was and they would freak out that I knew. I could also guess where they were stuck most of the time because I'd just taken lots of calls from other people with the same problem. So while it may have sometimes seemed like we gameplay counselors could read minds, we couldn't. Or could we? Let me give this a shot. You're looking for Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers. Here are a couple of good ones. In Super Mario Brothers, after you've lost all your lives and returned to the title screen, hold A and press Start. You'll continue at the beginning of the world you ended on. For Super Mario Brothers 3, look for white blocks. If you stand on one and press down for about five seconds, Mario will fall through it and go behind the scenery for a short time. If you do this on World 1-3, you'll find a warp whistle that will let you skip to Worlds 2, 3, or 4. The Nintendo Entertainment System NES Classic Edition lets you enjoy the good old days of gaming like never before with pixel-perfect and retro display modes and suspend points that let you save anywhere in the game. The system comes bundled with an HDMI cable, an AC adapter, one NES Classic controller, and all 30 games installed and ready to play. Additional controllers are sold separately. 
Revisit favorite gaming memories and make new ones. The wonderful world of 8-bit awaits. And now for your final gameplay tip. Hi, I'm Mark Doyle. I started as a gameplay counselor in 1990, the same year that one of my favorite NES games came out, Star Tropics. Be one of my favorites. You see, back in the day, people rented a lot of games, and if you rented Star Tropics, chances were you didn't get the physical letter that came packaged with it. The letter not only set up the plot, but at a certain point in the game, you were told to dip the letter in water to reveal a secret code that's needed to continue. It worked like magic, but if you didn't have the letter, you were stuck. I took so many calls about this that after a while, when someone said, I'm playing Star Tropics, I'd sometimes say 747 before they could even finish. They would laugh and say, no way, how did you know that? Now, there's no letter included with the Nintendo Entertainment System, NES Classic Edition System, but I have it on good authority that the 747 code can be found in the Quick Start Guide. Now, I owe you a tip for Metroid. To play as Samus without her armor, go to the password screen and enter Justin Bailey. That's J-U-S-T-I-N-B-A-I-L-E-Y, all caps, followed by 12 spaces. This will also put you far into the game with lots of power-ups. Have fun! Thank you for calling Nintendo's Powerline. Don't forget to check out the Nintendo Entertainment System NES Classic Edition, available now at a suggested retail price of $59.99. For more information, visit Nintendo.com. Good God, I'd forget my head if it wasn't attached. You didn't think you'd get out of here without an outro, did you? That's it for the show this week. If you want to support the show, you can do so with a review on iTunes. If you want to be part of the show, you can email me at runjumpstop at gmail.com or you can call 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. Let me know that you're talking about Switchcraft because we also have another podcast which is just titled Run, Jump, Stomp. You can find all that information at runjumpstomp.com. You can find me at Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube at runjumpstomp. And, oh, as always, thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.